Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And I'm the co-host, Rob Langevin. Yeah, and on today's episode, we'll be talking to you about price changes, who to start and sit, transfers we made this week, who the most owned players are, and the moves that we've made in our squads. Uh, but up first, anything new going on with you, man? No, I, you know, I'm trying to behave myself. You know, the, the Jolly St. Nick is watching over us, getting close, you mm. know, so I, I got to make sure I get all my uh, my presents under the tree. Yeah, I've been purposefully bad this year in hopes to get coal uh, so that I can actually have heat in my house. I'm just kidding. But uh, I did legitimately spend five and a half hours today listening to the Herringy Planning Council's deliberation over the new Tottenham Stadium plans, which I'm mm. happy to announce have been approved. Loser. So. That was oh. definitely worth it. Loser. <laughs> there were so many angry people. I had no idea. But hey, it worked out. Tottenham's so, getting a new stadium. It's very so, exciting. So let me ask you this. Yes. You, you wait. You, you listen for five and a half hours yeah. to the council meeting. Mm-hmm. And are, are you a regular voter in the United States? I am, yeah. Okay, good. That's all. I'm glad because <laughs> I would have been like, wait a second. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> but, I, but I will say... I have not ever listened to five hours total of anything uh, like a council meeting in the U.S. at all. I mean, maybe debates. I mean, debates in my life definitely adds up over that five-hour mark. But, uh, yeah, never been involved in any in any capacity nearly as much as I just committed to <laughs> North London uh, as I have in the many places where I've lived. But uh, I'm going to quickly move past my own sad existence where I was able to do something like that. And uh, start quickly with price changes, where we've seen a person that both of us have talked about. I'm not sure if he's reached it's your boy status yet, but Eric Peters, I think we're both fond of, uh, has been performing incredibly well, averaging 5.8 points over his last six, and is definitely worth owning. They do have Palace, Everton, and United as their next three, which isn't the best. But if you can bring him in, at the low, low price of five dot you can use him uh, definitely as an above average matchup play, and, and you just sit him when it's not great. Like I probably wouldn't play him against Everton, but Palace still haven't managed to find how to unlock Connor Wickham. Manchester United couldn't score a goal for their lives, uh, so yeah, I think Peters is definitely worth it at five dot Other players that went up, Mezzarotzil, you have to own him unless you're in leagues with stupid rules. Um, Georgino Wijnaldum went up to 7 Dotto, which is interesting. Obviously, has a very good matchup this week, uh, but he's a very high upside, low floor guy. There are a lot of weeks at two or less. Um, but he's against Aston Villa, who are awful. It's at home, where he's scored all seven of his goals. I'm not sure I would recommend fully jumping on him long term. Uh, he does. He would probably recommend you don't jump on him at all. I mean, he probably <laughs> wants to play in the game. And- jump on it. Jump on it. Boom, 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 boom. 
anyway, uh, I yeah, I don't. I'm not sure people should pick him up long term because I want a his ownership to stay low so I get differential on him. Uh, but B because like I said, you get many of those below average weeks, and as you've mentioned many times on this show, it's enti- he's entirely game flow dependent, which is not a thing that you find yourself saying often in fantasy Premier League. It, it tends to be. Fantasy American football, where that really, especially with running backs, if you have a late lead, you're going to get a lot of extra rushing yards at the death. But yeah, when you're them, it's seven dotto might be a little pricey, but there's no questioning that he's a great matchup play this week against a woeful Aston Villa side. Lukaku and Igalo both went up. For me, your front three has to be Lukaku, Igalo, and Vardy. That's what mine is right now, so I'm obviously biased. You could have Giroud, you could have Kane. You could buy back into Aguero, who apparently may be fit for this weekend, which is ahead of the timetable we thought we had on him. But for me, I think Lukaku and Igalo have to be owned. Are, are you still sticking by that any of those front six are fine, or are you starting to narrow it down a little bit? Uh, you know, it, I think it's still – I'm still on the front six. I'm still with the six, only because the the, the ownership for, for Lukaku is now over 50%. So the differential to own one of the other – you know, five lads besides Igalo and Vardy, because if you're going to pair those two, you're probably going to have Lukaku. The only one that really is interchangeable is Lukaku, Kane, Giroud. Mm. And maybe if you want to run their gamut and, and have Aguero in there somehow, if you, if you're, you're running with five midfield, if you're running with five midfielders, so you can have Igalo and Vardy up top or any mixture of those other six and the five across the middle. But, you know, to me, to me, I, I like be I like I have I don't own Lukaku and I'm still owning Harry Kane only because I like the ownership on him right now and the rate of return isn't awful that he's because he's basically my third striker I know he's the most important most uh, expensive but he's actually the, my third striker so with his price point it gives me the lateral movement to go anywhere that I want because he's going to be he's at what nine nine six something something like that right yeah nine mm. whatever he is nine seven so his lateral he's nine eight. I apologize, but having him on my team as my basically third forward gives me the the latitude to go anywhere I want. I can go get a Lukaku. I can go up and I can jump up and get Aguero because everybody has money in their bank because there's nowhere to spend it right now. Yeah. The, the, there's not one player over you know ten ten point eight that you'd want to own besides De Bruyne. That's probably the most expensive guy. That's probably being rostered the most in any roster. Uh, I have a question for you uh, regarding that, which is, you know, at the beginning of the year, we talked all about the chips or crisps, if you're from England, um, and how to use them. And I mentioned that I, I usually like having a deep team. So the bench boost is something that I'm interested in because I only have one price sink still in Maddie Target. Um, do you think there's any merit since... Everybody keeps having so much money, and it's a thing we've dis- discussed before. Do you think there's any merit in building up your bench now in preparation for a, a double match week like we have in later January uh, it, to, to kind of prepare for that so that you have enough time to build up free transfers to get in and out of that scenario? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a proponent of not having anything useless on your bench, only because there's times in a week where they're going to come into play. Mm. I'm not saying completely have a, a complete, like, you know, garbage can like Matt Target on your team, but um, no offense to Matt Target. I know he's got family and friends. They all listen to the show. And he's actually pretty good. He just has Bertrand in the he, way. Yeah, he just he just doesn't get any playing time. Uh, but I like having every every player on my team to be useful. I try to find the most useful piece at the price point that fits into my roster. So 
you know, if that include if that means rostering, you know, Papa Suare on on defense, then I'm going to do it. He he gives he's a nice differential, and sometimes he plays well. And Palace has a pretend you know propensity right now to be getting clean sheets, and I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I always like having useful pieces on my bench. And in preparation of the double week, um, <clears throat> you're almost going to plan your roster around when you use your second wild card. Because I think when you get when you get your second wild card and in preparation for that 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 double week, you're probably gonna what you're gonna do is you're probably gonna use your wild card. And if any if everybody's smart, they would probably you know use the wild card, then set their bench up to have completely all guys that are gonna play almost every, both matches in 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 that double week. And they'll probably play their bench boost the following week. So if they set themselves up the week before with a wild card, then the following week they play their bench boost. They're kind of you know double dipping, and it's probably the best thing that they could probably do. Yeah, excellent advice from you there. Uh, who who are you looking at at price changes that have gone up? Uh, that's gone up. I mean, we we get into this all the time, but you know, the guys that go up are the guys who deserve to go up. You know, Butlin went up again. He's the best goalie in the game right now. Uh, your your boy Toby went up again. Scott Dan, who is my boy, we have a multi matching boys now. Uh, <laughs> and Joel Ward actually did stuff at know, the weekend, it, which was very exciting. <laughs> and uh, I still have Craig Dawson that I've been using as a matchup play. Obviously, they've had a tough run, and uh, he also contributed this weekend, which is yeah, very nice. Absolutely, and and we'll get into West Brom later. I'm going to be preaching some good words of of praise for them. Um, but yeah, prices up. Lukaku, Igalu, uh, yeah, Galu, Della Ali went up. Philippe Coutinho. I mean, these are all guys that are contributing on on excellent basis, except for Del Ali because he sucks. But oh. uh, <laughs> except except that he would be the number one draft pick overall in a dynasty format. Hell but, yeah! But uh, yeah, so I mean, everybody that's gone up, these, these are guys that are basically being rostered universally and is basically building everyone's team value. Everyone's team value right now. If if you're paying attention and there's enough there's enough news going around on Twitter and great informational sites that give you basically the heads up on price changes. If your if your team is not 104.0 or higher right now, I don't know what's going on because everybody has so much money to spare that they can they have so many interchangeable parts because usually like last year everybody was so tied in with with you know roster restraints because the guys were being rosterable like Aguero. You know Aguero is a, is a big salary constriction on everybody, but not having him and not having Sanchez is is giving everybody the flexibility to grab guys on the regular that are all right. I'm gonna grab you know Otso this week and he's gonna go up twice and then I'll get rid of somebody else and bring them in and they'll they'll go up once and then I'll change it out. So they're they're increasing their their team value by exponentially by being able to make shrewd moves instead of being tied into such salary restraints like last mm. year or the year before. Yeah, I have a, a <laughs> quick question, which is like we're hearing Aguero may be back this weekend again. Quite surprising based on the timetable. We originally thought thought he might be out for a month plus. Doesn't seem to be the case. Right now, from now till the end of the season, where do you think Aguero finishes among forwards? And then total, where do you think he finishes? Amongst forwards, you know, he's where is he sitting now? Can, can he make top three from where he is now? I'm not sure he does. You know, he's sitting at 52 points right now. He's basically half of Jamie Vardy right now. Um, I think he's a top four guy. If he plays from here on out, no no more injuries the rest of the season. Vardy, Lukaku, who? It, it'd be Vardy, Lukaku, Igalu, and Kane. Okay. And then he'd be, he'd be like mixed in. I think Igalu, Kane, 
are probably like three or four, and then Aguero maybe in that that group. They'll probably be in that that two hundred and seventy-five to eighty range. That'd be the leader. Mm. I'm I'm trying to factor it in my head right now. They got one fourteen through seventeen or sixteen right right. We're on week seventeen right now. So he's got one fourteen through sixteen. You double that and add four, add six. So yeah, so it's about two seventy-five would be the leader. So he needs two twenty-five from the remaining you know twenty-two fixtures, which isn't awful for an Aguero when he can blow up and just demolish you with a twenty-two point week like we've seen him do. Um, yeah, I I would say. Optimistically, I would put him in the top four, no lower than bottoms, no lower than seventh, because he'd probably be behind like Vardy, Lukaku, Galu, Kane, Giroud, and then him. That would that would be the lowest I would probably put him. Yeah. Uh, as far as players that are continuing to be sold, uh, Juan Mata, who I a couple <laughs> weeks back I think it was, I said I thought might be in for a resurgence. Uh, nope. Um, <laughs> he's created just one chance in his last three matches total. That's phenomenally bad for a player whose sole purpose is creation. Uh, He's completely unownable for me. A sneaky interesting one for me. Sado Berahino drops to 5.9, below 6 for the first time this season. He obviously has no value as of now. Not on West Brom. Right, but that's a reminder that he'll be somewhere else in January. They're shopping him. Tottenham reportedly in. I really doubt that we actually get him. But there are lots of places he could go. And if he finds himself in the right situation, mm-hmm. he's somebody very valuable. If somebody does come in with some substantial money to get Iose Perez away mm-hmm. from Newcastle, I think that that would be probably the best spot for him. Or a place like Crystal Palace, if Wickham continues to not score. <laughs> because then you're at a place where there are creative players around you, and you'd be getting reliable starts. If he goes to a club like Tottenham, or Chelsea has been linked a couple of times now, as they struggle at forward as well. I'm not sure I like him as much, even though there's quote-unquote better players around, because then you have to start questioning the playing time. But just just keep kind of a finger to the pulse of Sato Berahino and where he may be moving, because there could be sneaky value here uh, come February. Yeah, it's just it, it'd be all the whole problem of trying to fit him in to, to your lineup and actually where he would, you know... Where yeah, he, with all the forwards we just mentioned. You'd basically have to be... You'd basically have to be rolling with Aguero. If if you own Aguero, you probably have to be rolling the dice with a Berahino because you probably need the money through the midfield to that you'd have some, have to have somebody up front, and he wouldn't play every week for you. So you'd probably play playing Aguero and insert name up front, and then five midfielders. You probably would shift your your score at your your fantasy system that if you brought in Berahino. That that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, but I mean Bar- Berahino to me is. He's he's an enigma right now. I don't know what to make of him. He's he he showed what he was last year, and he just needs a new opportunity somewhere else. I don't know where it's going to be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets shipped to a a, a higher level cha- uh, championship league team, the, the mm. team that's looking, looking yeah. well there. United I, or Chelsea are, are both being linked. You know, not I, I meant like in the lower division uh, English league that it's going to be promoted. Oh, but, championship! Yeah, championship league. No championship. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how about, how that'd about, be what, funny. Yeah, he goes to, like Darby or something. Yeah, shipping to Brighton and Hove or something. You know, <laughs> Hove. I think they're. I believe they're sitting on top of the table. I haven't looked at it. Oh, in, in a couple days. But, mm. um, Man, I yeah. tried so hard to get into the championship at the beginning of this year and last year as well, and just the fact that it is is not covered here and isn't televised makes it so difficult. 
Because yeah, I was so. I was genuinely interested in kind of developing further knowledge going down so that when you have those conversations at the beginning of the next year, you're like, oh, look for these championship guys because you've actually seen them play. But Yeah, it's it's tough because uh, I only knew about Watford and, and Dini and Nagalu and, you know, Callum Wilson because the one pub that I, I frequent here, they they have some kind of TV package that they, they get all mm. the uh, – Lower level, lower division games. It's pretty oh. awesome. Well, my spat like so, that uh, is Italian, so they always have Serie A matches. So if we ever have to start covering fantasy Serie A options, I'd be all about it. Felipe Anderson would be a great pick. Uh, <laughs> well, let's put it this way: if we start covering Serie A, I'll do it in Italian. How's that? Done and done. Uh, any players going down in price that you think are worth picking up, or do you think it's another uh, case of they're going down because they're not worth it? Well, I mean, that's that's usually the situation. There's it's people because they're in a slump. Um, one one guy that I, I mean, Nathan Redmond went down again. We we've talked ad nauseum about the, the Norwich. He's team, so mid- frustrating. Yeah, well, I think it's more of a team thing. I think I think it's you know. And then Hulahan comes back and has a great game over the weekend. So it, it, it's 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 almost like he's one of their eleven best players. Yeah, it's so it, weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I'm going to get into West Brom. I might as well start now. Um, I, I've jumped ship. You know how Stoke had like the amazing five or six game run where they had amazing fixtures mm-hmm. and they got great results from those five to six fixtures. I believe they got five cleans out of those six. I'm staring firmly at the baggies for the next, you know what? He'll groundhog day. That's how yeah. bold I'm being right now. Their next nine fixtures, Kev, home to Bournemouth at Swansea, home to Newcastle, home to Stoke at Chelsea, at Southampton, home to Villa, home to Swansea, and then at Newcastle. That takes you past Groundhog's Day. Yeah. There's possibly two games in there that would actually give them a kerfuffle. It's it's Southampton for me is the one I'm looking at and questioning. Yeah. Also, if they do, if Swansea do bring in Bielsa, yeah. then by that February 2nd, you're starting to, yeah, I don't absolutely. know. But yeah. yeah, we're talking about months of not having to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, if, so if you're looking to get a, a defensive edge right now, because that's what you're buying. You're buying. You're buying West Brom players for their yeah. defense. So you're bringing in, you know, the Craig Dawson's, and if you're, you want, you're getting my hill back in if you drop yeah, him. Absolutely, my hill is an excellent candidate right now to be a goalie. Um, but the one guy I look at midfield, and everybody's always looking for that that cheap midfielder, that their fifth guy that they don't really play too much, but is strictly a matchup guy. And I know he's got some goals this season. How about James Morrison? He, he usually yeah. finds he usually finds himself. Didn't you in have nice... him in draft league when he had his brace, or was it a hat trick? Yeah, I, I have him in. To- mm. I have him in Taga. <laughs> yeah, I still I still own him. Um, but he usually finds himself in a in a weird situation situation where he finds himself sitting in front of goal and there's nobody around him and he scores. So I mean, at four dot seven, you're you're basically saving, you know, basically half a half a million from any other usable option there. So. Using that money to, to bolster your roster somewhere else isn't really an awful idea. He's going to play. I mean, he came back from injury a couple weeks ago, and now he's got three straight 90s in a row. I know West Brom isn't the, the attacking team that we all want and desire from a fantasy standpoint, but he's not going to play for you every week. He's not going to play over the Coutinho's, the Olsos, the Mares's, the De Bruyne's. He's going to sit there as your first or second transfer on your bench, you know, your sub in your bench. And by often chance, look at his next nine come, upcoming games. How are you, you're going to tell me he's not going to get a goal in one of these nine upcoming <laughs> games? I mean, it's yeah. it's probably luck that he probably won't, but it's probably skill that he will. So, I mean... Yeah, especially these next three, Bournemouth, Swansea, and Newcastle. 
Yeah. You, you got to imagine that he at least contributes in some way, either a goal or an assist over that yeah. period. I mean, he's got three goals and two assists this year in just over a thousand minutes, which is like 400 less than everybody else has. Mm. So it's I similar mean, to Della Ali, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Who sure. wasn't starting at the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just a sneaky, just a sneaky poke for a, a West Brom guy, you know, James Morrison, 4.7. Um, other guys that went down in price, I mean, you're looking at the garbage heap of the forward position. We talk, <laughs> we talk about guys who are not in the top six, and it's the, the constant Spaniard uh, complainer, Diego Costa. He still owns in 5.3% of leagues. I don't know anybody, and I have lots of friends that own him. Uh, Anthony Martial still owns in 9% of leagues. Um, That's insane. Off of three weeks. That's nuts. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get that a lot of these teams are dead and buried and whatever, but I actually did research and I took out the, 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 the deceased teams and he's still mm-hmm. owned in 5% of teams. That's nuts. I mean, like, I get there's that, already 3% of dead teams. There's a lot more than three. There's a lot more. Oh, there's only three. 3% that own. Marshall. Oh, him specifically. Yeah. Ooh. There's a, there's a lot. Usually it ends at, the, I think last season they, they factored it in. There was between 38 and. 39 and a half percent something like that ended oh, it dead yeah just to just to borrow where you are now not to kill your momentum at all but for those of you that had rough starts to the season which included myself as well remember that every week you play period you're gonna move up a little bit because mm-hmm. of how many people just continually drop out throughout the season mm-hmm. so if you're like considering quitting or if you're in a really bad spot or if you're in a, a private league and you've kind of fallen back people lose interest it's the inherent detriment to this game style that mm-hmm. it's really easy to lose interest. And so as long as you don't, you will be doing better than at least, as we were just talking, at least 3% and up to as much as 30 come the end of the year. Yeah, the only bad thing about that is that sometimes when there's a really bad scoring week, the guys who nobody rosters anymore do well. <laughs> yeah. And the dead teams actually do well. And you're like, hey, I got a minus. because I'm going Like down. all the dead teams that had Henderson since opening yeah. day and he finally Absolutely. scored. Yeah. Absolutely. I love Henderson right now, by the way. Shh. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Uh, we'll we'll get to it in a little bit. Oh, uh, oh we we definitely will because we're gonna do start sits, and then, you know, I think someone uh, on this is gonna mention him, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounded like a great segue to me. Um, so I will start with my start sits up front for me from the category of the nodaassociation.com. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, I don't need to give you stats. I love stats, but you don't need stats. He's going up against Leicester, who can definitely be got at. I think this match just ends up being a goal fest, so it's going to be nil-nil. But seriously, I think there will be goals in this one. I think he's the obvious choice. My real nomination is Mauro Zarate, who had as incredible a performance a forward can have last week without registering a single shot on goal. Uh, he had an effort go off the post, but he created eight chances last week. Mm-hmm. Eight. But if he had, if you just count his last week versus everyone else at West Ham, he'd be fifth of all available players mm-hmm. in one match. Love what he's doing there. Uh, I think he easily is involved in at least one goal against a very lackluster Swansea defense. Uh, so Zarate is is a forward that I'm definitely looking at this week. Uh, in midfield, I mentioned him early, Jorginho Wijnaldum. I think he's a great play this week. There aren't many matches that Newcastle get to walk into as favorites, but this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And Aston Villa have been awful in defense. They've conceded 2.2 goals over the last six matches. 
So I really like Windyldum. And as a sneaky option, just so that I can pacify the voice in my head telling me to drop him, Erickson has scored four goals in his last five matches against Southampton, who are a very talented defense, but they have conceded in three straight matches after it looked like they were really on the way up the clean sheet table. Uh, and in defense, after a really rough stretch of fixtures, as you mentioned, West Brom are fully back as viable options, most notably Dawson and Myhill. Bournemouth have been pretty impressive, but I'm not sure how long they'll be able to keep that up. Also, I know everyone is on the Chelsea hate train right now, which I'm sure pains you a little bit. But, <laughs> slight, slight. but they lost 2-1 to a Leicester side that's top of the table and has scored the most goals this season at 34, which is two more than Man City. So the thought that Chelsea losing to Leicester is insane or is evidence of how crap Chelsea are is only evidence of people that are incapable of adjusting their own mindsets to realize that Leicester are legitimately a great side, and whether you think it's of form or ability, that's of little consequence, because nobody can be top of the table in mid-December because of luck. No, That's not, not how that works. So, similarly, Chelsea have been improving over the past month. Losing to a side that's top of the table is not the setback everybody thinks it is, especially when Hazard had a little twat fest in the middle of it. Yeah, this totally. is not the... Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. And I hate Chelsea. Yeah, and it's so frustrating to see people overreact. to, yeah. And it's because people don't realize that Leicester are actually good and that Chelsea aren't great but are getting better. But that is not a surprising result. And the people that are acting like it are, are showing their own ignorance. Yeah, well, That no. was a super unnecessary rant. That's all right. Um, it happens. When you ran on Chelsea, it's a good thing. So you're, either, <laughs> you're either pro for or, you know, it's, you, you, every way you look at it, you're going to argue it's Chelsea. Yeah. Whatever you do, <laughs> listen, we know we're not liked. Nobody likes us. Yeah. Nobody, uh, we don't care. Good. What but, was I trying to say? Oh. Um, West, Brom, <laughs> West Brom defense. No, well, yeah, but I was actually moving on to Chelsea's defense. Who's against Sunderland? Who are and and Chelsea? This is, I guess, this is where I was trying to go with that. Is that Chelsea last week wasn't a setback? They conceded a goal to the player with the most goals. Mm-hmm. That's not surprising. Now they're playing a Sunderland side. They mix their two strikers up front every week. There's no chemistry in that team at all. I think they're all decent options. I know everybody decided to crap on Ivanovich last week. Like, it's surprising he couldn't keep up with Vardy and Mahrez with his super old people legs. Yeah, because nobody can. So Yeah, yeah and no one has. So anyway, I think Ivanovich is a sneaky option. Don't buy him, but if you still have him, I think he's worth playing. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Azpilicueta, but I think Ivanovich and Courtois are both entirely decent options this weekend. And anybody who thinks otherwise because Chelsea are sure to get relegated because they struggled against the top side in the league. I think are being a tad foolish. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like to go in reverse of you. I like to start in the yeah. Back. Go for so, it, man. Symmetry. You know, it's it's easy. It's easy if you're paying attention to this podcast and you listen for the first 15 minutes. You already know who my defenseman's going to be. Craig Dawson. Everybody who's anybody. It's your boy. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, seriously, anybody needs to own a West Brom defender. You get five of them, so you don't have to own six. West Brom defenders, you only have to own one. All you need is one. Rotationally, he's going to fit in there. Anybody sitting on Virgil van Dijk right now can probably cut bait and go somewhere else because Southampton looks like the garbage truck rolling down the street. Craig Dawson, next nine games, go look at it. I have already said it. They're, they're, Tony Pulis is a clean sheet guy. He hasn't really shown it too much, but 
Look at the next nine fixtures. I can't preach this enough. This is fantasy is about taking advantage of situations. Guess what? Take advantage of the situation. Midfield, uh, I'm going with Jordan Henderson, only because everybody needs to own at least one Liverpool player. Mm. You know, the only the only really ownable player for Liverpool, and defensively they're okay. You can uh, I'll argue with you. You can own Moreno, but I'm everybody likes to own a Liverpool player in their front seven. You know, not everybody buys into the Philippe Coutinho thing. I know he takes a lot of shots and gets positive and negative results from that. But if you're not on the Philippe Coutinho bandwagon and you don't own him right now, how could you not want to own Jordan Henderson? If anybody watched the game last week, Jordan Henderson seemed like he was completely flying the ship that is Liverpool. He seemed like he was very in control. Klopp is a firm believer in him. And guess what? He's going to play every week because he's got the skipper armband. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to be like, you know what? I don't want to play this week. Or Klopp's going to be like, you know <laughs> they what? They want Milner I'm... to be their captain. <laughs> yeah. Like, Klopp's going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to sit the captain because that's good for team morale. No, it's not going to happen. Jordan Henderson is completely way under owned right now. He falls firmly into that fifth midfielder that everybody can afford right now. He's only 6.5. He's going to go up. If he has another week again, he's going to go up. And guess what? That's good for you because you want your team value to go up. You know, he's already transferred in 9,000 times this week, which isn't awful. And it's not amazing either because if you look at it on the, the hindsight, Coutinho has been brought in 32,000 times already. So if you're looking for a roster differential and you don't want to own Coutinho or you already own Coutinho and you want someone else different, you know, look at look there. Henderson, 6.5. I mean, it's not, that, it's not that hard. He's only owned in 4% of leagues. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Yeah, yeah for, people, for people that are looking for a way out on AU – which I'm waiting until I know who's picked up as manager. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for an out now, that is an incredible lateral move where mm-hmm. you're both improving and decreasing in price. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wrote about this week on Razzball.com that AU and Tadic are probably the two most common transfers. If you what own the as... boop is going yeah. on with Tadic? What, what's going on with Southampton, period? Oh, it's so fresh. Didn't they not start Pella last week either? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I have no idea what's going on. Like, they, they're just garbage. I don't get it. Um, you know you know who they are? They're the they're the Patriots yeah. of fantasy soccer. Where they're just going to mess with you. Like, if you have any of those running backs, well, before Blunt got hurt, you're just angry every week. Yeah. Brandon Bolden's going to take everybody home to the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I, I was in a, a league where uh, I went. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention late last night, so I uh, used a lot of my waiver money on Dewan Blair, nice. and then uh, woke up and nobody had picked up Bryce Brown yet. So I just swapped him. Yeah. That's... So now I just get to pretend like I spent ten of my budget on, <laughs> on Bryce Brown, which is so. Hey. And then they freaking picked up Christine Michael today just to ruin my day again. Yeah. Just. But he's, God. He's... He's such a slacker. It's, not even it's true. But okay, so legitimately, straight up. So uh, traded for Doug Martin midseason. Got a, got rid of my boy AB, even though mm-hmm. I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, but I was in desperate running back issues because you know how many have gone down this year. Uh, so I was running LeGarrette Blunt and Matt Jones. Then mm-hmm. got it up to LeGarrette Blunt and uh, uh, Doug Martin, which was fine. That's workable. Now I've lost LeGarrette Blunt. Now I'm back to Matt Jones or Bryce ba- Brown. Who do I play? Uh, you probably have to probably play Bryce Brown. I know it's. He's I not, know. Ugh. I know he's. I know he's a fumbleopotamus, but and we haven't you know, seen it lately. Like at least Matt Jones is getting the majority of carries. Let me let me Washington. ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is Denard Robinson still available? No, I love Denard Robinson. I had him last year. It was a yeah. party. 
Yeah, if he, if he's available, pick him up because yeah. he's gonna drive the ship in Jacksonville the rest it's of the be way. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So anyway, where the hell were we? Oh, we're in third sits. I think. Oh right. Oh, oh, Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Henderson. He's my he's my midfielder for the forward. I'm only predicting this guy, and I've said him a thousand times, and he's outside the top six, and it's impossible to roster anybody outside the top six. But this top six is turning into the top seven, and. Troy Deeney is making it well known that he should be in this group mm. because he does what he does. I, I'm actually predicting that he scores this week and it's on a PK. So how about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> he does what he do. Yeah, he do what he do. Uh, <laughs> so for my sits, uh, this is just going to be laced with one matchup game and it's the last game of the week. It's Arsenal-Man City. So I'm just going to run them down. And they're just going <laughs> to be super quick. Uh, sit. Oliver Giroux, sit Kevin De Bruyne, sit Hector Bellerin. Those are my three sits because I don't trust any of it. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. This game could be 0-0 or it could be 41-5. to No one even knows. <laughs> With a field goal. Yeah, uh. somebody, somebody's going to drop kick something in. Um, you know, let's we'll start in the back. Bellerin, his last seven games, 2-6-0-0-2-2-6. Zero, zero, two, two, That's not something you want from your probably your top – you know, one of your top two defenders, Kevin De Bruyne. I'm still waiting to see it. I don't. I'm. A, I own him, and I'm still not a, a completely trustworthy guy. Like, I'd let him babysit my kids, but I'm definitely putting on the nanny cam. Is what's <laughs> going. Uh, Olivier Giroud. Uh, you know, City has two great central defenders that are great in the air, and Otamendi is, I think, better than Giroud at winning the ball in the air. So I'm just going to take the ball away from Giroud and have him take the bench for me. That's the, so everything for the Arsenal Man City game is what I'm what I'm not including in my roster. <laughs> You're not about that life. No. Um, for me, for forwards to sit, I, I'm picking a different matchup, which is Kane and Pella. I don't think either of them have particularly great matches. They're both sides with very strong center backs that can kind of neutralize the other. I don't think that there's going to be no goals in this. I just think that uh, as far as game-changing goes, it's going to largely come from the midfield. Um, like Eriksen, Mane, Lamela, Ali, Tadic if he actually plays. Uh, but I don't love either Kane or Pella this week. Uh, of course, with Pella's, uh, sometimes I play and sometimes I don't think. <laughs> That's kind of cheating. Uh, in midfield, you were very pro-Liverpool earlier. I'm going to be a little anti here with Philippe Coutinho. I think he's a decent fantasy option in the coming weeks, but he's still getting his feet under him, and they're up against Watford, who currently have the sixth best defense in the league. Uh, so I'm just not jumping on that yet. He's one of the guys that I want to see results first before I consider buying back in on him. And in defense, uh, I hate everybody in the Everton-Lester match. Uh, just because I think there's going to be tons of goals in this. You could play Fuchs or Coleman if you had to, I'm not paying as much for Baines as he costs. Uh, but if you're aiming for a clean sheet, don't don't pick this one at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it, that Everton-Leicester game is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two of the two of the probably the most potent scoring offenses. I don't. I'm not looking at statistics. I'm just looking at fun to watch stats. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean. You know, speaking of fun stats, Kev. You know, mm. like a couple couple weeks ago, I looked at like what the uh, what the universe of the you know the FPL dot com official game were doing. Yeah, yeah. So so I looked at like the top one thousand teams recently, and I pulled out some ownership facts for everybody. 
so I kind of did who was kind of on basically a majority of everybody's team and the most popular team. So I'm just going to run down some guys, Kevin. Tell me if you think this is completely fathomable or unfathomable. <laughs> okay. okay. Welcome back to America's favorite game show, Fathomable or Unfathomable. Uh, I can't spell unfathomable. <laughs> unfathomable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> me fail English that's impossible <laughs> but uh so alright everybody owns these are the top three forwards that everybody owns it's Romelu Lukaku Jamie Vardy and I lost the third one so we're just gonna skip it the I'm top gonna, two guys I'm gonna assume it's a Gallo. yeah it actually is it is you know, <laughs> it's right there okay so Kevin mm. would you be surprised to say that out of the top 1,000 teams Romelu Lukaku was owned by 91% of those teams. Uh, no, he's been on fire for like eight weeks now. Okay. Jamie Vardy, same situation. <laughs> 14 weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 89.6. I'm surprised that he hollows that high up. Yeah. It, it feels like people are still sleeping on him somehow. Yep, but Agal- uh, definitely Agalo deserves was, it. Yep, Agalo's owned in 68%. Holy, what? When I picked him up, he was like in the teens. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. He's awesome. <sighs> Oh, oh, wait, these aren't overall ownership no, percentages. These are just, of the top this, teams. This is a top 1,000 right, right. team. It's actually 61% for a dollar. So it's still crazy. Brooklyn. Yeah, so so the <laughs> mid, midfield is even crazier because you have such more of a variety of, of ownership yeah. capabilities there. Riyad Mahrez. Just take a guess, guys. 85. 97. <laughs> I, how... How is there how is there three percent of teams? That's not even a death? real number to me. Dude, uh, you know, uh, FPL hints, Chief. Uh just brought him in this week. Chief is, Chief is always late to the train. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. We talk but, about how we're willing to be late to the train. So when people are later than us, it's just astounding, but, really. But he's like a week late, not like ten seconds late and he sees the train. <laughs> yeah. He he but, got the month wrong. But Chief, I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> But uh, Mesut Ozil, 88.5%. Ross Barkley, your favorite, 70.1%. Crazy. Uh, And defensively, uh, Kolarov, 59%. Toby Aldebarrel, 61.7%. And Hector Bellerin at 34.9%. Those are the top three owned defensemen for the top 1,000 overall fantasy universe. And then just for... Uh, joking side around. I did some. I did some names because I I talked to you off the air to see who you think I, I should look up. Yeah, because I was mentioning uh, Wijnaldum and Berahino in this, and I was yep. kind of wondering where they fall. Yeah, Berahino in the top one thousand teams, zero point zero percent. Literally no one. Literally no one. Good. Uh, Peter Check is the most owned goalie at forty four point nine percent. I'd imagine that those are close. Yeah, it, there, it there is. There are a lot of I, honorable I, keepers. Yeah. Yeah, Butland, I, I don't have the number. So, hold on. Give me but yeah, like him, Butland, My Hill. Yeah. Are all those, probably all digging around the yeah, same thir- spot. Yeah, but, Butland's at 30%. So, yeah. You know, Del Ali, I did a, I did yeah, a yeah, Spurs yeah. game. 5.9% of the top. That's it? Yep. He's been doing so well. Yep. Well, you know, there, it's, hard to, it's hard to fit Ali a, a into A player like midfield. that, yeah. It's hard to fit him into your midfield when you're Because he's, you're playing, he's, he's almost playing too well that he can't be your fifth option. Yeah. But he has to be your fifth option. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Because you're not gonna, you're not statistically gonna start him over. If you own De Bruyne, you're not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna start Della Ali over. De Bruyne. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, who else? I look up. Philippe Coutinho, thirty-two point six percent. 
uh, Georgina Wijnaldum, 9.3%. There's a good differential for everybody right there. He's a good differential guy. And because I want – because I'm a Chelsea – Eden Hazard is still owned by 3% of the top 1,000 teams. That's crazy. And, it's going to be this week. <laughs> yeah, it's cra- today's going to be the day. Oh, and just for, just for giggles, I did how many teams in the top 1,000 own both Jamie Vardy and Romelu Lukaku. Uh-huh. It's, it's 81%. <laughs> so, so if you're looking to make up ground on anyone, don't own those two together. But – I mean, you kind of have to own them. Cause yeah, right. Because otherwise you'll get left behind, which is a very yeah. – we don't really talk about that much. But there is an entirely defensive aspect to owning high-percentage players where you can't afford to get left behind by mm-hmm. key guys. And like Mares, Vardy, and Lukaku are three of those where you honestly can't afford to not have them just because even if you're getting some differential points like, – mm-hmm. like really good example. Last week I decided to captain Igalo again. Mm-hmm. He had done very well for me the previous two weeks. Had a good matchup. I was like, I'll roll with him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up not getting any bonus points. Or he, he got one instead of three, I think it was. Yeah. So Lukaku got two more points and then doubled four points. Mm-hmm. So even though I had Lukaku, I lost points because I was trying to make it up with Igalo. But I lost on points because I was trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's an interesting thing that we should kind of put out into the air for people. Is that we a lot of times talk about differential and how to make it up. But there are times when that can cost you... If it's at the the cost of a different player that's going to score more, don't don't avoid players that are going to score more just because they're owned highly. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's there's two ways that I usually try to make up differential defense on defense because the variety of defenders and their matchup is so reliant on clean sheet, you can yeah. change it, at, you know, at will. And they're a lot closer in price. For, yeah, absolutely for your benefit, and they're and they're pretty moderately priced compared to the top forwards and mid. And secondly, you have to be the you have to get lucky and a lot and be the right guy to captain every week. That's the best way to make up the most points because if you're wrong on a certain week and somebody hits, you know, look how well everybody did when Aguero went crazy and scored twenty had twenty five and everybody everybody captained him and got fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, and I suffered from it because I probably roster I probably captain you know whoever I I captain I don't remember at this time. But that's that's the big hazard for me. Yeah, prob- yeah, totally. I think I went uh, Kurt Zuma for the triple. But um, <laughs> but yeah, to me, making up points, it, the best way to do it is on defense. Good clean sheet matchup. Take advantage of that. You get a free transfer a week, so you could shuffle a guy in. You know, I know it's a crapshoot, and you only and it's a crapshoot for six points is basically what it's, what it is. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, and then the cap, the right captain. Those are the two differentials that I try to hit on every week. And if anybody asks me advice, that's what I tell them. I said, listen, everybody's going to own the same midfielders. Everybody's going to send the, 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 the same forwards as I just, you know, was seen by the numbers. Yeah. yeah. By the numbers I just gave you, everybody's owning the same trio and, and five through the middle or, you know, four and then one that, that fifth midfielder is also a, a, a good differential as well, because there's, if you're starting three up front, you have four in the middle that are probably going to be stout. You're going to start Mares. You're going to have Otsel. You're going to have Barkley or you know De Bruyne or Silva. Everybody's going to own some combination of probably the top nine or ten midfielders. That fifth guy, the one that doesn't play for you every week, that you look at and you're like, you know what? I trust you know James Morrison against you know Swansea. That's that's the point. That's that's the game that's going to get you the differential. Mm-hmm. You just have to hope that. The, the guys who are owned universally don't go off and you're like, man, 
my James Morrison goal and an assist looks pale in comparison to David Silva's four assists and a goal against, you know, Norwich. But, you know, that's this the game we play. It's fantasy. It's not real life. This is real life. This right? is real life. This ain't a game. This ain't a game. Yeah, no, but seriously, if this is this is fake. It's fake, fake fantasy footy. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, you know, this, but to make the right captain choice, that's the first. Defensively, that's two. And the fifth midfielder differential, that's the third. Because you can't really hit too often on a fifth midfielder because you're not going to play him every week. And you wouldn't, you'd have to have balls of steel to, to actually pull that off. But um, so, you know, every week we look at a captain's choice, Kev. Mm. Um, and I know you trashed him. And, you know, we usually pick a captain from our own team. And you know what? I'm looking at Philippe Coutinho this week, you know, only because I own him. So if, if I'm looking at You already jumped back in on him? Who? No, I, I've, I've Oh, you, you were yeah, just benching him yeah. over his injury? Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, he yeah. was injured. But uh, I, I, like, I like what he does. I, I get that he shoots a lot. And, you know, but a lot of them are on goal. Can, can you disagree with me? A lot of them are on goal. <laughs> Quantify a lot, like maybe 30%. That's fine. Three out of ten is good for me. He's a Hall of Famer in baseball. In baseball, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, and this game's played with our feet. That's, Dude, that's, Coutinho's that's no Joe Mauer, all right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> but to me, on my team, looking at it as it sits right now, I'm not going to captain any of the Man City players I own, De Bruyne and Silva. I've gone over that. I, I'm Sid. I don't trust anybody this week from from that game. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Mares is a, is an interesting one as well. They they go against Everton. Everton does ship goals. So that's a that's a possibility. Otsul again, Arsenal. You know, you know, it's looking. It's, it's either going to be Coutinho or Mares for me this week. And I'm just leaning Coutinho because it's just something different that a lot of people probably aren't going to do because he's not owned as much as everyone else. So that's what I'm going to do, captain wise. What about you, Kev? Yeah, this is this is a tough week uh, for me because uh, I have Lukaku and Mares, and like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in that one, but they're also going to be super highly captained. Um, like I said, the, the Ericsson stat against Southampton is a little compelling. That's that's my, like, if I feel. <laughs> you feeling lucky? That's that's my that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really too... I don't know. I, I've, I, fortunately, after a very rough start, as listeners to this show will know, I've gotten 60-plus points in five of my last weeks, 70-plus in the last two. And off the back of that, I think I might start playing it a little more conservatively. Because I had to do a lot of crazy crap to, to try to make up that ground. Um, so I, I might just go Lukaku. I mean, I like Robert Huth, but he doesn't have the pace to really keep up with Lukaku. I could see him having kind of a day. God, it's hard. Lukaku or Mahrez. I'll probably decide on match day. I don't think I'm going to roll with Erickson. There have been too many... Three point or fewer games for me to, you know, I, I can't come away in a week with like a 50% chance that it's just six points. Well, the one thing that's in Leicester's benefit is that Lukaku is not going to out muscle the two center forwards. It's there. true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one good thing that, that Leicester has for them in the, the Lukaku thing. He's, he's not going to out muscle West Morgan. West Morgan is a, is a, is a man. Uh, and Robert Huth is a, is a giant. Uh, but you know he, they can't keep up with him pace wise. So, but so yeah, there's pluses it's, and minuses. It's, it's literally up to Dula Feu. The Ross Barkley ball will not not be nearly as available. 
with that Dulafei incisive ball in between the center backs, if mm-hmm. Lukaku already has a head of steam going, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I remember when I found Jerry D sitting on the side of the road. Nobody really wanted to roster him, and I pulled <laughs> him up and I said, "Hey, kid, come here. Come on my team." And now everybody owns him. He's, he was he was the hipster pick for to- sure. To- it totally not what happened. Yeah, he was the Monday vegetarian meal. That's what he was. <laughs> he was the Dilafay was your gluten free option. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be the title. Okay, so uh, we also usually touch on what we've done in our teams. So what what did you do this week? You, you, you brought Coutinho back into the side, but he was already on your bench. You make yeah. any actual moves? I haven't made any yet. Um, I'm probably I, I'm waiting one more week to bring in a West Brom defender. I know I said you know you want to start one. Um, I'm just waiting one more week because I don't like to do defensive transfers that give me agita and I hate it. You know, I I said before that uh, um, I'm sticking with Harry Kane. You know, by game time on on Saturday, like if I wake up early enough. Oh, uh, you don't have to this week. All matches start at 10 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. That's still uh, in England. That's well, still right, but you don't have that one match that ruins everything. Like by the time you set your roster, you will know who's starting and who's not, which will be great. Well, maybe I like to sleep in, Kevin. Well, yeah. See, exactly. But, I did that. I did that last week. Well, <laughs> yeah, you did. I, 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 was, I was getting really excited for you about Dolafeu. Like four hours later, you're like. Yep. <laughs> yep, that happened. But anyway, but yeah, so if I get sick of looking at Harry Kane on, on Saturday morning, I, I'll transfer him out for Lukaku, and it won't affect me either way. But whatever. That's the, If I'm looking at a move this week, that'll be my move. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not happy with my defense. They all have crap matchups. You know, Van Dyke has a tough one. Rose has a tough one. Kolarov, it's another Ar- against Arsenal. You know, I'm going to be starting Papa Suarez this week. So... There you go. Got got you a clean sheet last week. Yeah. So. Oh wait. Yeah. Did did they? Yeah. 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 yeah they yeah, got yeah. clean sheet. Yeah. 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 Uh. So yeah. That that'd probably be my move. If I'm gonna make a move this week and not, I may I may just bank the, the transfer. I'm I'd probably go from Kane to Lukaku. Mm. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I'm I'm kind of in calm before the storm mode. Uh. Where I'm I'm fairly happy with my side for what is clearly the first time this season. That's not true. Going in week one, when I had Toure and Gomis, and they were both <laughs> really good, it was great. The first month, I felt great. And then it got real bad there for a while. Uh, and so now it's coming back, but I do still have Andre Ayew, Georgina Wijnaldum, and Alexander Kolarov, and they're all on the chopping block. Like, the first week that any of them struggle, I'll probably make a move. Uh, so yeah, if, if those guys fail to perform... I'll probably use my two uh, free transfers next week to to make a couple of moves because I'm I'm fairly certain unless unless like an injury happens I'm pretty confident I'm just gonna ride with who I have now, um, pretty comfortable with my starting lineup still deciding bet- between my hill and Courtois, in net, um, but probably gonna go Rose Dawson Ward in defense I think I'm gonna sit Kolarov like straight up against Arsenal. I, I he might not play. Yeah, yeah, and he might not play. So I'm probably gonna go. I'd guess I'm gonna go. Myhill, Rose, Dawson, Ward, Winyoldum, Silva, Erickson, Mares, Lukaku, Igalo, Vardy, and for the first time, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and I think the one of the reasons why I'm waiting a week to see who struggles is because if I made a move right now, like AU for Henderson, 
Mm-hmm. That means I have to drop someone. It's, it's yeah. actually convenient that I have AU. I'm waiting to see who the manager is. It gives me a little time to figure out what I really want to do. Because otherwise, I'm wondering who of Lukaku, Agallo, or Vardy I'm sitting. Yeah, the answer exactly. to that is nope. And I know Agallo doesn't have the best matchup this week against Liverpool. But it's not bad enough for me to be fine sitting him. So, uh, But how many times have we said that this year? That he, oh, you know, Agallo doesn't have a great... Yeah, but then he scores or assists anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so. he's he's he scored against Everton. He scored against you know, you know. Yeah, he's West a baller, twice. yo. Hope you hope you like getting bald. You know, and I I know that I know that's a knock against the that he doesn't score in games that are you know bigger in nature. But I mean, he, he can't ex- score every game. He's got ten and five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to an extent, it's true. Didn't do anything against Southampton or City. Or Arsenal. Like if you if you look at his stat sheet, all of the low ones are against bigger sides. But there are some that he did score points against bigger sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just absolutely. all of the low ones were against bigger sides, though. I mean, he got he got but. two two assists against a Stoke team that was pretty stellar during that stretch. There, he, yeah. That was the only yeah, that yeah. was the only clean sheet that Stoke didn't keep keep during that stretch. Didn't they, didn't Watford win that one? Yeah, two 0 Wow. Well, <laughs> by the way, did you like that? You just said Igalo scored against Stoke. <laughs> did they win though? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, whatever. Fun it's fact: funny. If you score goals, you'll win matches. Sometimes that's tally not, tallies are good. <laughs> mm. So I have heard. And anything else you want to talk about before we hang up? No, I'm I'm pretty bland right now. I'm mm. just a big brand muffin of excitement. <laughs> all right, that's that's a fun time. I'm loving all the warm weather, but knowing with every. Uh, Sun ray that hits me in this very temperate winter. It just means that the earth is slowly dying. But you know what? It's nice out, you know? Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get to Christmas out in Colorado. So I'm still going to get a white Christmas. And then I'll come back and I'll still be warm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Bing Crosby said it best. You know what? You right. What, 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 are, you, what are you doing for the dang holidays? Um, Family. Hang out with family. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's it. Pretty boring. Pretty bland. Yeah, I'm an only child, so I'm not used to used to having to get presents for people. But I'm going out to see my dad's side of the family, where I have infinite first cousins. Nice. Uh, and so we're doing like the the thing where like it's a secret Santa thing. Oh, pink elephant. Yeah, I I don't know what I'm doing at all. Um, but hopefully hopefully it works out. Yeah. No, it that sounds like fun, man. I I'll oh, talk should, to you. Should I'll we talk do you presents? Then. Should we Should we give presents? Should we exchange? Yeah. Sure, totally. What do you want? Send me, send me a Twitter uh, DM. I'll get, I'll get you whatever you want. Well, I'll get you a dang microphone, but that's 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 a company issue. I'm what, still, what? still still waiting for headphones. Dude, the headphones are the less likely of the two, but and I, I realize that they're the more helpful for you. Having man, good headphones is great. But I but I got secondary hearing loss, man. I need earphones. Dude, then do it through your medical insurance. No, <laughs> No, you know I, you know I quit. I'm quitting on the air right now. I quit. <laughs> Click. I'm holding my breath until I get your headphones. <laughs> Looks like I'm saving money on headphones. Um, no, what am I talking about? Oh, whatever. What are we done? Yeah, yes, yeah, we're, we're done. We're we're done. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, well. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, tell people stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Rob Langevin. I'm an yep. Aries. I have blue eyes. I'm five oh, nine. How do you I feel like, about walks on beaches? I and like does it matter what beach? No, it depends. It's the company you keep on said beach. Oh, that's real. You know, I like I like equestrian events and water sports. Um, Whoa, but not okay. All right. 
I'm sort of ambidextrous, but I can't spell. Um, what else? I don't know. Charming. I usually say inappropriate stuff at the perfect time. So that yeah. makes me completely awesome. I, I guess. will say about you, if I send you a text, if you send most people a text, you you, you have like an 80% uh, chance of like knowing at least the genre of the thing that they'll send you back. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm ever going to get from you when I send you a text. Yeah, at any I'm, point. I'm like, I'm, what? What? Like half depends. the time. Yeah, it all depends of, of what mood I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm like, candy canes are delicious when riding camels. Like, <laughs> like, t- you know what? I haven't tried it. You're like, God, you're a communist. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. that's, that, that's just my wackiness. That's what we do over at, when you can find me on my website, you know, rasball.com. Wow, that was good. Click on the soccer little ball on the top. It's awesome. We call it soccer there because it's run by America. Met- Metagons. As they say in Italy, hmm. uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie. That's L O O G Y, or on this podcast at the EPL Index, or sitting outside in Kevin's tree, stalking him thoroughly. <laughs> you think I leave those blinds open on accident? No, uh, I know you don't. <laughs> um, by the way, that was a really good segue from my nonsensical rambling back into your Rasball plug. Uh, yeah, I have been a crazy dude this week. Uh, started off the week, made an appearance over on All In Sports Talk, so go check that out. Also did the uh, Fan Feud podcast, which Rob has been on before, uh, talking all kinds of fantasy football stuff. Uh, obviously this show out tomorrow. Check out the EPL Roundtable, which I host. That's out on Mondays and Fridays. And you can find my writings over at blog.playtaga.com and theeaglesbeak.com. So, yeah, do all that stuff. And then, oh, we haven't done this in a while because some people we had on don't drink and drink. You, you've been drinking it up? Yeah, I, I actually doubled down today. I made myself brats in beer tonight nice. for Dude, dinner. Did you cook out because of how no. warm it is? No. Oh, I, that would have been awesome. I, I made them inside. Okay. I, made, I made beer battered brats and with some onions and some peppers. Preach. Did you use a, ketchup? No, I used, okay. hot, I used hot mustard. All right. All right. I was just uh, checking. It was, it was yeah. a trap. Yeah, no, no. It's a trap! Oh, dang! There's a dang Star Wars out tomorrow, dude! (laughs) It's funny that you did that. If you go on my my article that posted today at soccer.rasball.com, I actually used Admiral Akbar in the defense of it. (laughs) Keep a ranking. I cannot cannot make it. It's a trap because there's a lot of trap games this week that people are looking at. They'll be like, uh. So it's it's pretty fitting. Oh, dude, do you want to hear something kind of crazy as we head out of here? Sure. So, I actually know someone that's in the dang Star War. Really? Yeah, her name is Maisie Richardson Sellers. She uh, was friends with a person I was roommates with in college. And, uh, yeah, so she's going to be in it. And what? that's that's going to be crazy. It's going to be the first person I know. I, I'm sure I bragged about this at some point on air. I went to a, a very good conservatory for voice. Like, I've, I've seen people in plays and stuff, like on uh-huh. Broadway, and that's cool. I think this is my first one of like somebody nice. on the silver screen, and it's going to be in a dang Star Wars. That's so awesome. That's, that's going to be super surreal. I like how um, you're, you're non-pluralizing Star Wars. It's a Star War. It's a war in a star. Um, <laughs> what if there was multiple stars having a war? Would it be Star's War? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let that blow your mind for a second. What if the, what if the stars <laughs> owned the war? Would it be stars apost- star apostrophe s war? Um, 
Yes, and then if it was two, well, if it was two stars that owned the war, then it would be stars apostrophe, apostrophe war. war. Yeah, like that's weird. I mean, you know, yo, English is crazy. Like I know a lot of people, especially right now with all the Trump action going on, that are like, "We're America for Americans." And you're like, if people struggle with the English language, people need to realize we have a horrible language. It makes yeah, no sense. It's half German, half Romance. It, oh, it's, just, oh, it's bad. It's yeah. it's not good. It's a horrible language to sing classically in yeah. because the vowel shapes aren't congruous. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of problems, man. Yeah. It, the, the thing that gets me is tear, you know, like your eye tear and tear. Spelled exactly the same, right? Yeah. I've gone on this long diatribe with, with everyone that I've ever known, right? And then you go to tear, T-I-E-R, you know, like tears in a system, you know, tears in a, you know, whatever. Similar mm-hmm. to floors, tears. But why couldn't you just make one of the tears, like one that comes out of your eyes, T-E-E-R? There isn't a word T-E-E-R. But yeah, if, I feel if, like if the double the same, E feels left out. But if you, if you say it that way, it's, say, it's said and spelled and, you know, homographically, synaptically, whatever, said exactly the same. It, it's Phonetically, it's exactly the same, T-E-E-R and T-E-A-R, the way you're saying it. So why can't you just use a word that isn't spelled the way? Stupid English. Come on, English. Get it together. English. God, <laughs> man, that got crazy. We already did plugs. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a dang Sam Adams Winter Lager. I'm not a big Sam Adams guy, but Sam Adams Winter Lager was one of the first seasonal ones I had, and I, I have this like weird emotional affinity for it. So that's, nice. That's what I've been rolling with, man. Nice. I'm drinking some Flying Fish IPA, so oh, can't go wrong with yeah. that. That's not a bad chop. Oh, also, what is it with beer snobs moving from IPAs to sours? Sours are awful. It is very hard for me to not enjoy a beer. Yeah. And sours is one of those. I'm just like, ah, I don't want yeah. any part of it. I drink my sours while watching Star War. <laughs> when you watch a dang Star War? Star apostrophe S war. <laughs> Stars apostrophe war. Uh, and that war obviously stands for wins above replacement. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on. Wait, who do you who do you go for your wins above replacement advice? Because there's two different systems. Do you go to ba- do you go to Baseball Reference or you yeah. go to Fangraphs? No, no I, I do Baseball Reference. Am I wrong? You me said it. Well. You said it. Nope. Okay. All right. No, nope, me as me either. I I I prefer Baseball Reference. Yeah. What what's what's the weird what's VORP? Is that the thing that I don't know what it is? I have no idea what oh that's I know what it is, but I, I can't actually yeah, know how to statistically yeah. By the way, people that are soccer fans slash football fans that are listening to this right now, if you're worried about statistics invading into this, there's a new one at every winter meetings. <laughs> yeah. In baseball. They're like, now we have this thing. You're like, okay, and it's why Jason Hayward just made $180 million despite being a super mediocre bat. And while being an above-average defender, he plays a position where there are tons of above-average defenders. And I have no idea how he got that kind of money or why people think he's an elite outfielder. But that's fine, whatever. You want to know how, how he made that money? Mm. Baseball made $6.5 billion last year. Well, there you go. Hopefully they'll send us some of that this year. All right, well, uh, we're drinking and talking about a Star War and how English is awful, and we're drinking and talking fantasy. Come back next week, Thursday morning. We'll have our recap of how we felt about a Star War and uh, give you more fantasy advice then. Peace.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.